Hello, everyone. My name is Kate, and you are listening to Artwise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the season three premiere of Artwise. I'm so excited to finally be back. It doesn't feel like I ever left because I have been working tirelessly on the season three episodes since season two finished, but I needed to give myself a little bit of time to figure out the whole video thing and how I was going to do it. But I'm seeing you guys. Well, actually, I'm not seeing you guys, but you're seeing me for the first time on Artwise. And it's an exciting moment. So, um, Yay. So I'm going to be honest, guys. I had a completely different idea of what I wanted for season three premiere episode. Okay. I had this whole idea of what I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to get like three or four designers and artists together. And I wanted to talk about stuff with them. And I wanted it to be like our first group episode with like multiple guests. And I had like this whole plan. And then I couldn't find anyone to implement this episode with me. So if you're listening to this right now, and you're thinking that would have been so much fun, I would have done that. Please send us a message at Artwise Podcast on Instagram and let me know because I do want to do this episode idea in the future, at least for Halloween. But I wanted to do like a artist horror stories episode where we talk about like funny stories that we've had like with clients and stuff. And I didn't get to do that <laughs> because I couldn't find enough people. So I started to think like, what do you guys, my Artwise people, what do you guys need to hear? Uh, and I thought about our analytics and a lot of you guys are very young. Um, if you're not currently in college, a lot of you guys are just starting to graduate. In fact, most of you are around my age, which is if I had gone to college, I would be graduating right about now <laughs> and starting my journey into like the workforce. And so I really like sat down and I thought like, what what would be helpful and beneficial for the vast majority of Artwise listeners? And the first thing that came to mind was talking about my entry level job and my my most popular series on my social media. Which if you don't follow me on social media, it's Kate Merriman Art on everything. That's my business name is Kate Merriman Art, and I post on my social medias for my business these stories called. It's a series called Stories from a Custom T-Shirt Shop. And that is easily my most popular series ever. And that was a time of my life that was insane. Like so much was happening. So much was going on all the time, constantly. It was crazy. <laughs> so I used all of those things that were happening to me on a daily basis. And I kind of turned them into like a story time videos that I think would help my clientele for my business currently. Because working at a print shop, you meet all like all different kinds of people at a print shop. You meet the people that just started their brand new business and they need to get t-shirts made and they're super excited. And you get the people that just want really weird stuff and they can't find it anywhere else. So they have to have somebody make it for them. Uh, and so you come out of that experience with a lot of really interesting stories. So I think that's one reason why a lot of people love it. But another reason why I think it would be really beneficial to talk about, especially for the premiere, is because 
like I said, a lot of you guys are at that point where you're just starting to start your careers as artists, as designers, and you've either just graduated college or you have maybe not gone to college and you're trying to break into the art industry anyway. And I can honestly say I have worked a few different jobs. I was a ornament personalization specialist at an ornament shop when I was 15. I was a cashier at Cost Plus World Market. And then I had this job, this custom t-shirt shop job. I worked there for one year. And then I had my corporate job for like four years. So I've, I've had four jobs and out of all four of them, despite getting paid not a lot at the custom t-shirt shop, it was by far my favorite job that I've ever had by far. It was the most fun. I did not dread going to work every day the way that I did at my corporate job. And I had like some anxieties around that job, which I'll get into, but it was by far my favorite. It was by far the most interesting. There was never a dull moment. There was never a boring day. It was just fun all the time. And I was getting paid to be there and I really enjoyed it. And I also, I would recommend working at a custom t-shirt shop to anyone who's trying to break into the design industry, but isn't finding luck with like the traditional corporate design jobs that pay a little bit better. I know it sucks, but if you take a job like this for a year, it'll be a lot easier to break into the other industries. So for those reasons, I thought it would be really fun to do a stories from a custom t-shirt shop full podcast episode for the premiere since everybody seems to love the stories from a custom t-shirt shop and um, they are related to being uh, an artist or being a new artist. So I wanted to make that the the season three premiere episode. Um, I think it's a great idea. So let's get into it. So how did I end up at the custom t-shirt shop? Well, A lot of you guys already know this from past episodes, but I actually wanted to go to art school really, really badly and couldn't afford it. That's the long and short of it. So the first thing I did was I Googled art jobs and I found this job at a custom t-shirt shop. And what uh, a lot of people don't know is I actually lied on my resume. So I did know how to use Photoshop, but I had never touched Illustrator before. And that was a requirement for the job was I had to be proficient in illustrator. Uh, But I'm very charming and charismatic and I'm very friendly and I'm very loud and talkative. And I went in for the interview and I absolutely crushed it. They loved me. So I'm going to talk about the people I worked with. So I had an owner. I'm just going to call him the owner because I don't think he would want to be mentioned in this because honestly, I don't think he likes me. But my manager was my best friend of all time. And his name was Mike. Okay. And Mike and the owner are are going to be key and crucial to these stories because they're in pretty much all of them. And these are real people too. And also, uh, I forgot to say this at the beginning. I want to dedicate this episode to Mike. If you're listening to this, Mike, please reach out to me, dude. I really hope that you reach out to me because I have not heard from you in two years and I am worried that you are dead. So I, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. And we'll, we'll, we will get into that because Mike was a colorful character. Honestly, when I tell stories about Mike, it's, it's hard to believe that he's even a real person sometimes. But Mike, if you're listening to this, this episode is dedicated to you and please reach out to me. I've been trying to get a hold of you for two years and I don't have a phone number for you. All I have is a Facebook that you haven't logged on to in two years. So 
please reach out to me. I just want to make sure you're okay. You were my best friend when I was 18 years old, which is is weird because Mike was a 35 year old man, but we had like this great platonic, like really close manager employee bond. <laughs> and uh, he made that job really, really fun. And I am so grateful that I got along so well with Mike and the owner because I actually, and this is something I've never talked about on the podcast before because it's not really relevant, but I have a very difficult time making friends. Even to this day, I don't really truly right now in this moment in my life, I don't feel like I have a single close friend other than my mom. Shouts out to my mom too. But this episode's dedicated to Mike, but like shout out to my mom for being my only friend. But I have like a really hard time making friends. So the fact that I was able to find a job where I really got along well and felt really close to everybody that I worked with, which granted it was only two people, but still, that was really something that brought me a lot of joy. When I left that job and started working in corporate, I did not make a single friend at corporate and I was there for three whole entire years. So I did not have the same experience in my corporate job. I didn't feel like I was excited to go. It was literally just work. But at the custom t-shirt shop, when I worked with Mike and the owner, it was it was really different because I really did form a really close bond to these people and um, had a good time at that job, I should say. Uh, so anyway, I, I go into the interview. They really liked me about A week later, I get a call and they wanted to hire me. And I was super, super excited. And this brings me to my very first story. So I actually, when I started the job, I was so anxious and so nervous. I had the hardest time like actually figuring things out because I had to be trained on so many things. It was overwhelming. I had never worked with vinyl before. I didn't even know what it was. So I had to learn how to weed vinyl, which is where basically a machine cuts out the designs like from Illustrator and you have to like peel the excess around it. If you know somebody with a Cricut, then you know what I'm talking about. But I had never even heard of vinyl before when I started working there because crickets weren't a thing back then, really, from what I remember. And if they were, I didn't know anybody with a Cricut. So I didn't know that. I didn't know how to use the plotter. I didn't know how to use any of the printers. I had never used a PC before. Uh, I was a Mac girly up until that point. And there was just a lot of things that I had to learn. And I was really overwhelmed. Not to mention, I did lie on my resume and I had no clue how to use Illustrator at that point. So that brings me to my first story, which is actually, uh, I made a stories from a custom t-shirt shop TikTok episode on this. And it's actually one of my most, I think it is actually the most popular one. It's part seven. And this is the first customer that I ever worked with at this job. So I was working and this woman came in and she uh, was like so excited. Uh, She was such a, she really was a sweet lady. Everybody on the the TikTok that I made about this said I made her out to be really mean and dumb, but it's so hard to get across what I'm feeling in one minute. And also like stay true to the story. But this woman comes in, she's super excited. She just started her brand new business. And I asked her, you know, oh, like, so you need shirts printed for your business. She was like, yeah. And I asked her, hey, like, did you email the artwork to the shop? Like, this is our email. Um, If you could just email it to me, I can print them right now. 
And, you know, this woman was like, oh, no, like, I, I have, I have the art, like, on me, though. And I was like, oh, on like a flash drive, because I don't know, some people bring in flash drives and stuff. They don't email. It's weird. Uh, So I'm thinking she's gonna pull out a flash drive out of her purse. And she pulls out like this folded up, like, like business, like, like a business, like a business card. Like she pulled out like a folded up business card. And she like wholeheartedly believed that that was going to print okay on a shirt. And so obviously in the one minute version of this, I couldn't, I just said, I'm going to have to vectorize this. Right. And people got mad because they were like, you didn't even explain what that means. And I'm like, I have one minute. This was like an hour long conversation in real life, not one minute. Um, But I basically, I scanned it in for her. I pulled it up on the computer. I showed her that this is what it's going to look like if you blow it up to nine inches from the business card. And like it had creases in it. It was so ugly and it was all pixelated. And she was like, oh, that like looks horrible. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I know. That's why I need the file. So do you have it at home? Could you possibly like send it to me when you get home? And she was like, no, I just printed them like from my printer directly. I made this logo myself in Microsoft Word. And then I printed the logo out on the business cards and cut them out myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to vectorize this. And then I, you know, I sat down, I took the time to explain to her what vectorizing was. I explained the difference between paths and pixels. Was she understanding me? Probably not. But um, I basically told her like it was the only way to raise the quality and it was something that had to be done manually because she was kind of under the impression that it was like kind of how it is now almost because a lot of people on that TikTok were like, oh, this AI generator will like fix low quality art for you. And I was I've never personally I've never used that. So I don't even know if that's like a real thing or if that works. But people were saying that on the comments, like a lot of people. So I'm assuming it is. But AI wasn't a thing back in 2018 when I first started that job. So I just told her, you know, I'm gonna have to vectorize it by hand. And I actually like I had the scanned in version after she left. I searched for the font she used. I put it into one of those generator things. That's like, Oh, like we will find this font for you. And you submit like a picture of it and it'll send you the font. I did that and nothing came up. I could not find for my life what font she had used. So I ended up just tracing over the whole thing. And no one knew. No one found out that I didn't know Illustrator. I was able to use the pen tool successfully the first time I ever touched it, kind of. And she came back the next day. I, I printed out her shirts. Uh, she loved them. And like that was the end of the story. But that was like the first uh, story from a custom t-shirt shop that was like really something. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about Mike in between these little stories that I have from the custom t-shirt shop. So again, Mike was my manager at this job. And when I first met him, I came in and he was like kind of a scary looking man. So he was really, he was like six feet tall, uh, huge, uh, covered in tattoos, dark hair. And uh, he just, you know, kind of like, he looked like very unapproachable, which I feel like same sometimes. I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm lying. Maybe I am very approachable. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I have resting nice face. I'm like the person you come up to. It's like ask for directions. I'm very colorful and like friendly. But he was kind of the opposite of that. But the more that like I worked there, the more I kind of got to know things about him. And so Mike is like a, the star of the show at this job. <laughs> Basically, he had so probably had like the worst 
years of his life. And it started when I started that job. And I am not even kidding. So the first few months that I worked there, I noticed he definitely was an alcoholic. So trigger warning, um, I'm going to be talking about that for the next few minutes. But Mike was an alcoholic. And this custom t-shirt shop was on right off of the exit ramp to the highway. And so we were on this big four lane road. And every single day, Mike could not. And I I don't really truly know the reason why he didn't drive, but I have to assume it was because he had DUIs because I know that he had driven in the past, but he didn't drive the whole time that I worked there with him. So what he would do is on his lunch break, the owner would say, okay, like Mike, go ahead and take your lunch break. Like while she's being trained, like I'll just watch the store. And so Mike would run across the street to the Circle K gas station that was directly across the street. But next to the Circle K, like attached to the Circle K, was a whole liquor store. And what Mike would do is every day on his lunch break, he would go to the liquor store, get like a small bottle of liquor, go to the Circle K, get a big gulp, fill it almost all the way, and then dump the liquor into the big gulp. And I don't think he knew that I knew that that's what he was doing. And I don't think he knew that the owner knew what he was doing. But we caught on like pretty quickly to that because he would always every single day be like, I'm going across the street to get my lunch and a drink. And he'd come back with like a, a little tiny packet of like gas station food and a big gulp. And then the whole rest of the day, he pretty much like was like, you know, functioning but like smelled like alcohol and you know how it is like you can tell when somebody's been drinking even if they are very uh high functioning alcoholic <laughs> but anyway so mike would always go across the street and and he would drink a lot and that was like one of the only things that i knew about him at the time but i also at the, at the this time in my life i had just gone through like a, a crazy breakup so it wasn't like a bad breakup in the sense that like, oh, I lost my high school sweetheart. Like, no, I dated this guy like right after I graduated high school. We were together for about three months and not like he cheated on me and his friends actually really liked me or so I thought. And they told me <laughs> they told me about it. They said, hey, your boyfriend brought this woman to this event and we thought you should know. So I heard from his friends, not even from him. And then after I heard from his friends, I was trying to like figure out how to navigate like being cheated on and stuff. And I actually was crying like every day at that job. And it was just at that point, me and Mike were there alone. Once I had been trained and I had been there for three months, like me and Mike worked there by ourselves. The owner would come in on occasion, but he wasn't always there. And so... <laughs> Mike would literally see me like hysterically crying when I barely knew the guy. And I can't even imagine how uncomfortable that made him. Uh, but I think through that happening, we actually became like really, really close. And so he would, you know, try to be nice. He'd be like, do you want to take like an early lunch? And I was, it was probably because he was uncomfortable. But I was like, yeah, I think I like need to, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just like can't stop crying. I feel really like bad about myself because it's never, 
like even if the relationship didn't last that long like we had talked for three months dated officially for another three so it was like six months of my life and then like this person you know left which obviously sucks but anyway like back to the actual job he would let me like leave early for work and stuff and and like through that we just became really close and i remember one day uh, I was talking to him and I was like, yeah, Nate must have really liked my portfolio because I have like no idea what I'm doing. And Mike was like, oh, well, this is an entry level job. So he probably couldn't find anybody else. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so he didn't look at my portfolio. And he was like, well, he might have, but I didn't get to see it as your manager. And I was like, oh, well, do you want to see my artwork? And I showed him my portfolio and he was so impressed with my work he was like oh my gosh like you're really good and I was like yeah thank you I thought that's why you guys hired me and he was like no I don't even think Nate looked at your work at all and so then when Nate came back because he kind of popped in and out but he was never there for like long periods of time but he popped in at the end of the day and that made me like have this kind of newfound confidence after like I had just like kind of broken down in front of him it was like around that same time like I think it was within the same day that I showed them my art my artwork and my illustrations and stuff like outside of my design work and they were like wow like that's actually really good and it gave me like this newfound confidence that I think I carried with me even to this day because up until that point in my life I really felt like a kid. I felt like a high school student. I felt like a high school art student. And then I graduate and I get this like real job as a designer. And I'm now having these people who are my superiors telling me, oh my gosh, like you're, you're even better than me. Like this stuff is amazing. And it really made me feel a lot better about where I had been putting my time and energy in the years prior and um, how I was kind of doing that with my art. So anyway, I'm just going to tell you some of like my most popular <laughs> stories from that series and I'll weave it in with some personal ones from me and Mike's shenanigans. But anyway, so, so the thing about me and Mike is we would have a lot of slow days at the custom t-shirt shop. Let's be real. That place, I don't know if they're busier now, but when I worked there, there were weeks that were busy, but it would come in waves and we would have a lot of downtime when it wasn't busy. And so when it wasn't busy, we would put on like Netflix or we would put on like some stand up comedy on the we had like a TV in the back that was supposed to play like a slideshow of like some shirts that we've done and like our portfolio of work. But when we were bored, we would just like watch movies and TV on on the TV back there and we would sit at our perspective desk. So I had like a big desk um, with two monitors and uh, that was where I designed at. And then he had one next to me. So like, imagine there's a door in between us and then there's two desks in the corner and like the store is just a big square. That was what it looked like. And our desks were at the front so that we could see people who were coming in. So we were facing the door um, and then people would come in and we would help them out. So, a lot of the times we would like just, you know, watch TV and like it there was it was just never a dull moment. And I remember this one time at this. <laughs> I need to make a video about this. I haven't made one about this yet. But this one time I was telling Mike, oh, like there's this funny YouTube video that I want to show you. And it was a Cody Co video and it was him and Noelle Miller reacting to this kid that was vaping 
And if you have no idea who those people are, that's fine. It was just a funny video about these kids vaping. They were reacting to it. And one of the kids said, no games, no carnivals, you dig? Like, I don't even know where he got that from. I don't know if the kid in the video made that up or if it's from something. But that quote had me and Mike, like, dying laughing, like, when we were at work. And we were laughing about it so hard and talking about that video for the rest of the day. I was like, well, we have some downtime. I'm just going to design a shirt for that video. And so I made this shirt and I'll put a picture of it up for those of you who are watching the video version of this so that you guys can see what the shirt looks like because I have tons of pictures of myself wearing it. But I made this shirt that said no games, no carnivals, you dig in like a carnival font with like a carnival tent on top of it. And Mike saw that I was designing that and freaked out. He was like, oh my gosh, we have to make matching shirts like with this on it. And I was like, that's such a good idea. And so we did. And we had like matching t-shirts and sometimes we'd <laughs> we would come in and, and we would be matching. And it was, it was really funny because I think, I don't know, the owner of the storage thought we were just so ridiculous. Uh, for Halloween, we had like, we both planned to wear like food costumes. So I only worked there for one year. So I only spent one Halloween there, but I dressed up as a giant strawberry and he dressed up like a hot dog. And it was just, it, it was like so much fun. Like he just like that job was never boring, but yeah. And then like we, we started to have customers who were kind of problematic. So uh, being a young, like 18, 19 year old girl at the time, I did have customers who came in and were really creepy to me. I remember the very first time that they left me alone there. So, um, that's, that's another thing. So after I had worked there, like a couple of months, they felt confident in me enough to leave me there alone. And then from that point forward, I was at the shop by myself all the time. Uh, and the very first time that I was alone there, this man came in and was being super weird to me. Uh, and I was like panicking inside. But he was asking me like the weirdest questions and I had no clue how to get him to leave. And so he would come in and he was just like, hey, Kate, like, or well, he didn't know my name, but he was like, hey, do you play like Xbox? And I was like, no. And he was like, you look like you play Xbox. And I was like, okay, I don't. And he was like, well, can I get your gamer tag? And I was like, I don't play video games. And he was like, you just seem like somebody who does. And I was like, okay, but I'm like telling you, I don't like, please leave. If you're not going to talk to me about t-shirts get out <laughs> but like he wouldn't leave and he literally came in at like three o'clock and then stayed until we closed at six and i had to like put up with him for three hours until i was finally like okay well like we're closed and you know if you're not gonna buy anything like you need to get out <laughs> but i had a lot of moments like that where there were like guys coming in and just being kind of like weird and creepy and like not talking about like buying a shirt or like anything related to the business and just asking me like really weird personal questions and that happened a few times <laughs> where somebody would come in and just be really weird towards me and so one of the times that i was there alone this man came in and this is another one of my more popular <laughs> little short videos that I've made from my series. This one did really well. Uh, but there was this man and I will never forget his name was Denver Coffin. So Denver Coffin 
comes into the store for the first time. I'm there by myself. I don't have Mike with me. I don't have the owner with me. I'm there alone. And Denver Coffin comes in and he pulls this shirt. He has a bike. Okay. So he brings a bike into the store and he has like the little basket on the front of his bike. And he pulls this shirt out of the basket and he's like, Hey, can you guys print on this? Like it says you're a custom t-shirt shop up on the sign outside. And I was like, Oh yeah, of course. So I grabbed the shirt and it's just a normal cotton t-shirt. So I'm like, okay, but I do have to get everybody who brings in their own shirt to sign a waiver. Cause if we print on our shirts, we have plenty of shirts. If we mess one up, we'll just print another. But if you're printing on your own shirt and we mess it up, we can't like buy the exact same shirt like instantaneously. So that's why we have to have somebody sign a waiver saying like, Hey, if like a misprint occurs on this shirt, like we can't be held liable. So I have him sign the waiver And the way that he signs this waiver actually was the first thing that alerted me to this person is either just really weird, like really a character or is mentally unwell, potentially. And so that kind of put me on like high alert, like, okay, I need to like have my phone on me, like just in case something happens, because this is is really strange. So um, on the waiver, there is just it's just a little statement and it says like, Hey, sign this acknowledging that if we mess up your shirt, we, we won't buy you a new one. And it might not be the same shirt basically if, if it somehow gets messed up by the printer, cause you know, printers eat things, things happen. So there was a place for him to sign a place for the date. And then there was a spot that said employee signature. And I was supposed to sign it basically saying that I saw them sign it like as a witness. So This man signs his name, Denver Coffin. Never forget it, ever. And then under employee signature, he wrote, not currently employed at this time. And then for the date, he wrote that the year was like 2006, which it wasn't. It was 2018, 2019, around that time. And I immediately was like, okay. Like, I didn't say anything to him. I just was trying honestly trying not to uh, laugh at the fact that he put not employed where I was supposed to sign. So I just took it really quickly, signed underneath where I was supposed to sign and then popped it in the folder. And I was like, okay, like, what do you want on your shirt? And he said, I want it like deadpan serious. He, I wanted to say me, 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 I Denver. And I was like, do you want it to be tall like that? Like all on separate lines, like me, 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 I Denver. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, because it's going to be like from your chest all the way down to like your stomach if we do that. And he was like, no, like that's definitely what I want. I I want it to be tall like that. And I was like, okay, I'm just making sure because some people, you know, don't like when there's like a print on their stomach because it can draw the eye to the stomach. And he was like, I don't care about that. And I was like, okay. So I type it out on Illustrator and um, we actually had a sheet full of fonts for people to look at. And that was for the people who just want something basic and they wanted to get in and out really quickly, basically. So obviously I could download and use any font that's like public domain, like free to use. But for the people that just wanted something simple, usually they could find a font that was pretty close to what they were thinking in their head because it had like a large variety of fonts on there. and. Anyway, the font that this guy picked, he goes, that is exactly what I was thinking in my head. And the font, I kid you not, was called You Murderer. And it looked like blood splatter. 
So the shirt that he got was orange. I remember it so vividly. He was getting this printed on like a bright orange shirt. And so in red blood splatter, he wanted it to say, me, 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 I Denver. And so I typed it out. I put it in the font that he wanted. I lined it all up. So it was all centered and like long. And I said, how big do you want it? And he's like, as big as you can print it. So it was 16 inches tall (laughs) on this shirt. Uh, So I go to the printer and I print it out for him. And immediately right away, I hand it to him and he puts it on. And he's like, wow, thank you so much. Like, this is amazing. This is exactly what I wanted. I never thought I would get a shirt like this before. And I was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm so glad you like it. Like, he actually, he was a very nice guy. But he, after that point, he paid in cash and then he just left. And I was like, huh, that was a really weird interaction. And I remember that same day. So that day Mike had was late for whatever reason. Cause a lot of the times, like I said, I was left there alone a lot of the time. And there was many times where Mike either didn't come in or came in late where I was there by, by himself. And that was no exception. But I had this friend who worked right down the road from me and almost every single day on our lunch break, we would take our lunch break together and we would go eat lunch together. And so she came into the store and we were going to go probably to Taco Bell or something. I don't remember, but we were going to go get lunch together. And she sees on the screen, the me, 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 I Denver in the blood splatter. And she was like, who got that? And I was like, oh, it's a funny story. I'll tell you in the car. So anyway, I, I leave, I come back and the next day I'm there with Mike. So I'm with my manager and the same guy, I can see him on his bike, like riding towards us. And I was like, okay, I know like he wasn't, you know, like a bad person. Like he seemed like he was nice, but I don't want to deal with that again. So Mike, this guy's weird, makes me a little bit uncomfortable. So if he asks, I'm at lunch. And so I went in the back and I I hid. <laughs> so the guy, co- the guy comes in again the next day and he sees Mike there and he's like, who are you? And Mike was like, oh, I'm the manager. I, you know, I work here. And this guy's like, where is that nice young girl that was here yesterday? And he was like, oh, she's on, on her break. Uh, she'll, she'll be back in like an hour. And he said, oh, okay, I'll just wait. And he sits down in the middle of the store, just like to wait for me, I guess. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do, what do we do? I didn't, I wasn't expecting him to wait for me. Oh, so bad. And so I was like, okay, okay. And so I went out the back door. (laughs) I walked around the building. I came through the front. Like I had come back from lunch and I was like, hey. And he was like, oh, I was waiting for you. And I was like, yeah, you know, Mike could have helped you. And he was like, yeah, but he said you'd be back in an hour. So I figured I'd just wait. I'm not doing anything today. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay cool. What do you want today? And he was like, oh, I brought a couple more shirts. I was wondering if you could print the same design that we made yesterday on these. And I was like, that is so easy. I will do that for you immediately. And so I I printed a, a few more shirts with the same design on it for him. And then he left. And I was thinking, okay, we got rid of him. Like, finally, it's good. Well, then the next day he comes back Again, I can see him from it at a distance coming towards us on his bicycle. And I tell Mike, I'm like, okay, 
tell him I am off work today. Like I am not coming back at all <laughs> when he comes back in. And uh, my, my manager, Mike was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So he comes back in and he's like, where is that young girl like that, that I always work with here. And he was like, oh, she's not in today. And he was like, oh, should I come back tomorrow? And he was like, oh, she's actually like off. Like she's on vacation. She's not going to be back the whole week. And he was like, oh, in that case, can you help me then? And Mike was like, yeah, I'm the manager. I can actually do like more stuff than she can. And so he was like, oh, okay. And so he basically started describing what he wanted from, from this guy and he did it was so weird so in this font that had like flaming letters he wanted a hat that said legendary lotto king on it but he wanted it embroidered and he wanted it to alternate red white and blue so that was very expensive first of all and I don't know how he paid for it, but that is what he did. And I watched from the back the whole time. And Mike was like saying, you know, I'm really sick of this. Guy. <laughs> I'm really sick of this guy coming in all the time, whatever. Uh, but this hat won't be done for a while. So, you know, hopefully we, we don't see him again until, you know, his hat's done. Because embroidery stuff takes longer to do because we have to outs We had to outsource for embroidery when I worked there. But anyway. So eventually he actually ends up getting kicked out of the store for kind of trying to talk to me and like coming in every single day. So Mike actually ended up like banning him from the store after that, uh, just because he continued to come in and ask for me and it was just getting really like uncomfortable for everyone involved. <laughs> but I do, I, I do want to finish out this episode with, uh, one of my favorite stories, which I could not put this in a story time video on TikTok for this series because the story was just too long. But I did want to talk about it on the podcast because it's one of my favorite, not my favorite, but it's the reason why I decided to look for other work. I'll say that. So if you're looking into like working in a print shop, this probably won't happen. But the owner of our store knows no boundaries. So that is why this happened. So we had this client who would come in and I'm going to call him Dinosaur for the purposes of this story. That's not his real name, but it was close to what his real name was. And if anyone can guess it, good for you. But I had this man come in all the time. He was a regular client and he was always a pain. You know, like anybody who's worked a job where you have like customers and you have to serve the public knows that like there are just some people that just are a pain and they just don't care. And this man was no exemption. Uh, Dinosaur truly would wait until the last second to do anything through us he would bring in stuff like the day before he needed it and it would be like a ton of things so this man dinosaur worked for one of those like little league coaching places and he was a coach for the basketball team and he coached a few different basketball teams. He had like the youth ones that were way smaller. And then he also coached some teams that were like teenagers. And he was constantly bringing in jerseys and being like, can you get these done by tomorrow? And it was like never enough time. And we never got paid enough for these jobs. 
But the owner of the custom t-shirt shop that I worked at was very much money hungry. And he was constantly like, we are not making a profit um, here ever. Uh, we are never, we've not made a profit in, you know, however long. So anyway, he would always take his work, even though this guy constantly like stressed us out and was really, really rude and disrespectful to us. So already we knew this guy didn't like him, but in this particular instance, he actually called us a week in advance and he said, Hey, if I bring you some jerseys today, and this was on like a Monday when he called, he was like, can you get them done by Friday? Cause I know you said last time that you needed more time. And I said, yes, if you have these jerseys to us at the latest by the end of the day on Tuesday, we can have them done for you for Friday, but we need them on Tuesday because we have to order vinyl. So the thing about the custom t-shirt shop that I worked at is we did not, how do I put this? We did not order materials until the person had paid because sometimes people would say i'm gonna order three thousand shirts and then we'd order the three thousand shirts and then they'd say never mind i went with somewhere else and then we'd have like three thousand shirts for no reason right so to prevent that from happening we don't buy anything until the person's paid so for that reason that is why uh, I said, we need them by Tuesday because as soon as she, he drops off the shirts, we have him pay in full and we use that money to buy the vinyl to print on the Jersey. So like vinyl, if you've worked with vinyl, you know, it's like a plasticky material that like needs to be cut out and you need a lot of it to do that many jerseys. So he said that he had 12 jerseys. We had like enough white vinyl to print on the 12 jerseys, but just to be safe, I told him end of the day, Tuesday, this man comes in on thursday thursday right before we close in fact he actually called us and said hey i am going to be bringing these 12 jerseys into you guys i'm almost there traffic's really bad like please stay late for me like i will be there soon and so me and Mike both actually stayed late to pick up these jerseys from him on thursday and he needed them on friday and so when he came in, we were like, dude, if you think you're going to get these on tomorrow, like you are absolutely insane. Like we don't have enough time to do these even if we wanted to. And he was like, what do you mean? It just takes doing it. It just takes doing it. And uh, me and Mike were like, well, we have other customers too. And also we told you we needed them by Tuesday because we had to order materials that we didn't order. So he was like, please just like stay late and come get them. So he comes in, he drops off these 12 jerseys and he's like, okay, so I need the fronts and backs of these done. And also, and then he flips the jerseys inside out. And he's like, I also need the fronts and backs of the inside of the jerseys because they're reversible jerseys. And that is not information that we even had. So now we went from doing 12 jerseys by Friday to 24 jerseys by Friday, front and back, which is 48 prints of vinyl, which is a lot of material. So we grabbed the vinyl from the back and calculated that we would not have enough to do both the inside of the jerseys and the outside of the jerseys by Friday. So we asked him, look, like, when is your game? And he said, it's on Saturday. And we said, okay, tell us what color they're going to be wearing at the game. And we will print on that color. And we will have that to you by Friday. And then after the game, 
bring the jerseys back and we will print the other side when your vinyl comes in. And he seemed fine with that. So then he left and on Friday all day, we're calling him. We're like, hey, you never told us what color to print. You never told us what color to print. Didn't pick up. So me and Mike decided, okay, we are going to just pick a color because it's reversible. There's only two options. So there's a 50% chance we're right, optimistically. So we're just going to pick one because we won't get them done on time if we don't pick a color. So we decided to do the black side. So they were black and pink, actually. So the there there was a black side and then you would reverse it. And then there was a pink side on the inside. We decided to do the black side first. So we did the front and the backs of all of the black sides. And then the pink sides, we decided we would just do when he came back with them. And hopefully the black side was the correct side. So he comes in, he picks them up, and he is so angry. He is screaming in Mike's face, like, why didn't you guys do the pink side? Blah, blah. And we, we were like, dude, you didn't give us enough time. We told you, like, we told you that we needed these by Tuesday and you didn't even bring them in until like Tuesday or Thursday after we had already closed. And he was really angry and he was like, I paid for these already, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know where if there was a miscommunication because I thought and Mike thought that he understood that we couldn't do all 24 jerseys. Essentially, we could only do one side of like the 12. We thought he understood, but clearly he didn't. So anyway, we promised him again, like we ordered your vinyl. It's coming in next week. We can have it done for you by like Wednesday of next week, but you just didn't give us enough time. And so he was like really disgruntled and he left on Friday and I was scheduled to work by myself on Saturday the next day. And Mike, Mike actually had a daughter and he was taking her to the Paw Patrol live show on Saturday. And the owner, he actually had a different like business trip to go on because he owned uh, multiple businesses and he was out of town for his other business. So I was the only one who was able to work on Saturday. And usually whoever worked Saturdays was there on them by themselves. And usually it was me who worked Saturdays. So I show up um, in Saturdays. We have altered hours too, because we're not really meant to be open on the weekends, but on Saturday, we were open instead of, so our normal hours were nine to six on Saturday. We were open from 10 to one. So we were only open a few hours. It was like a half day for whoever worked. And it was really just so the people who can't come in during the week are able to come in on the weekend. So anyway, on Saturday, I pull in at like 930. I got there a little bit early because I, I like to get there early to like listen to music and turn everything on before I have to unlock the store. I always did that like every Saturday. So I pulled in at like 930. And after I parked, I decided, okay, like I'm going to sit here and I'm going to check my phone. And so I pull, I pull in, I park, uh, I pull my phone out of uh, my purse and I'm just like checking my phone because I got there super early. I had time. And then all of a sudden I hear like a, like a knock on my window and I was startled. I looked up and there was dinosaur right there at my window. And I was like, what the, okay. Like, uh, and at the time I had like this, uh, older car, I had crank windows. So I like, I crank my window down and I'm like, 
I didn't crank it all the way because like I didn't want him to like hit me through the window because this was like a guy with like anger issues. I saw how he was screaming at Mike the day the day before. I rolled my window down and he goes, you're late. You're almost an hour late. And I was like, we open at, on 10 on Saturdays. And he goes, no, you don't. And I was like, I work here. Yes, we do. We open at 10 on Saturdays. It's on the door. And he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, what do you want? <laughs> Like we are, we are not open for like another almost 30 minutes. I am not late. We don't open until 10. What do you want? And he was like, I want you to finish my jerseys. I have a game at noon today and I want you to finish my jerseys. And I was like, well, I can't do that. We don't have the material. Mike explained it to you yesterday. I can't do anything. My hands are tied. Even if I wanted to print them, I'm here, you know, by myself. I don't have the materials. Like there's just no possible way. And he was like, well, go out and get the materials then. And I was like, yeah, if I drive all the way out to Sarasota to go to, or I think it's in Sarasota. It's either Sarasota or Orlando where the, I think it's called like Rhinestone World uh, is like the vinyl store. It's really far away. I was like, if I drive all the way out to Rhinestone World and and come back with vinyl, like I will be so late. There are other people other than you. There are other customers other than you. And you just like, I have to help. Like, I'm the only person in the store. I can't just sit there and print your shirts if customers are coming in, if we're busy. Like, I can't do that. And so he was like, I don't see any customers. And I'm like, because we're not open. <laughs> we're not open yet. Um, and so anyway, he's just like making all these excuses, yelling at me, screaming in my face that he needs these jerseys done. He needs the pink sides by noon. And I'm like, even if I wanted to do that, like, that's just not possible. It's like not, you don't, you clearly don't understand like how these work, um, like how it works to make these. And so this whole time he's standing outside my door and I said, okay, well, it is almost time to open because you've been sitting here yelling at me while I sit in my car for 10 minutes. So I'm going to try to open the door and go in. And he was like, you're not going anywhere until you agree to print my jerseys. And he is standing, I tried to open the door and he's standing like, like with his arms on either side of my car, like blocking me from leaving my car. And so I start to panic because he's not letting me get out of my car. And so first I called the owner of the, of the store and I said, Hey, like, I'm really sorry to bother you. I know you're on a business trip, but like, I'm kind of really scared right now because I pulled into the parking lot and dinosaurs here, you know, dinosaur from the job that we finished yesterday. He is not letting me get out of my car until I agree to print my print his jerseys. And I can't do that because we don't have any white vinyl left. We used it all on his jerseys yesterday. And so the owner was like, what? Like, okay, I, I, I'm busy right now. Call Mike. And so my manager, Mike, I, I call him and I can hear in the background, he's at like the Paw Patrol live show and there's like singing and stuff. And he's with his daughter. And I was like, I'm really sorry to bother you, but dinosaurs here. And he was like, oh my God, I put him on the phone. And so I hand dinosaur my phone and he's like, let her get out of her car and go in because she can't print your shirts from, from her car. And he goes, that's a good point. 
And so he like lets lets me out of my car finally. I go into the store. I unlock everything. I start to turn everything on. The guy's like, "What are you doing?" Blah 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 blah. I'm like, "I'm turning everything on. I can't do anything if nothing's turned on." So I turn on all the printers. I turn on all of um, the heat presses because they take a minute to get hot, and I literally can't do anything without the heat press. So I turn on all the computers. I turn on the lights. Everything has to get turned on and like given a minute to load up. So after as I'm turning everything on, he's like screaming into my phone yelling at my manager and he's like he's yelling and then he's like call the call the owner because I'm not getting through to this guy he doesn't understand what I'm saying so I was like okay so he hands me a phone I call the owner he's he's yelling at the owner the owner is saying he's like I can bring your vinyl today but like there's just no way it's going to be able to be done by one one o'clock like there's just no way and he's like your employees are lazy you're lazy blah blah he's like yelling at at the owner of the store and the owner of the store basically said like there is nothing that can be done so he hangs up i am like so frazzled because i am like starting to panic because the store is like about to like officially be open and it's like this guy is just screaming at me and won't leave and so at this point he's off of the phone with them and he's just talking to me and he's like you are lazy i hate your generation your generation is so lazy so disgusting so disrespectful your generation doesn't want to work blah 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 and i was like sir i am at work and i printed all of your jerseys for you yesterday that i could with the materials that i had but you were the one who didn't give us enough time to finish them like you are the one who did that and he just like was so angry he's calling me lazy and stuff and at one point he actually like grabbed me by my shirt like this and said if you don't print my jerseys there's going to be consequences for you like I will have you lose your job and I was like really because you just talked to the owner of the store on the phone and he agreed with everything I was saying as did my manager so I highly doubt I'm gonna lose my job just because you made a mistake that you are trying to blame other people for and make it other people's problems. And he was like, I paid for these jerseys, blah, blah, blah. And I, as he was screaming in my face at the point where like he was holding me by my shirt, I actually like called the owner and like, he basically told me like at that point, as he's listening to this man, he said, on speakerphone, he said, don't be afraid to call the police if you feel like you need to, because he I think he could hear like how scary this man sounded. And so I told uh, the dinosaur, I told him, I was like, okay, I'm going to call the police because you're making me feel really unsafe and there's nothing I can do for you that you're asking me to do because I, I don't have enough material to actually print your jerseys. So like, I'm going to call the police. And that's when he started to calm down and he was like, don't call the police but I want to talk to your manager. And so I called the manager and him and the manager. And at this point, customers are coming in because the store has opened. This has happened over the span of like two hours. Customers are starting to come in and they're just watching this man yell at me, yell at my phone, yell at my manager, yell at the owner, scream at me. And they're just sitting there like waiting, like shocked. And I was like, I have other customers that I, I need to help. So we need to come to some sort of agreement or in, in, or you, you need to leave and I need to call the police and I need to have you escorted out. But, you know, like you can't, you can't just sit here and scream at me. And so um, finally, uh, my manager, Mike, came up with this idea to print T-shirts instead of jerseys with numbers on the back. 
And so we printed a bunch of t-shirts with their logo on it. And instead of wearing the jerseys, because I guess they were the wrong color, instead of the, the dark side, they wanted the light side. So we just printed a bunch of white t-shirts for them as jerseys. And that I could print on the direct-to-garment printer machine because it was uh, cotton. So I was able to use that machine. So I didn't need extra materials. So at this point, there's a line of customers out the door and I am printing... 12 of these t-shirts um, as fast as I possibly can. And then once I print the t-shirts, he leaves and uh, on through over the phone, my manager, Mike, told him that he was banned from the store and that he was never allowed to come back because of the way that he spoke to me. And then I was just, I was relieved and I had a line full of customers the whole rest of the day. I was super busy. So even if I wanted to do uh, his jerseys and vinyl, there was just no possible way that I was going to be able to. So anyway, that situation really scared me and made me not want to be at a job where I was going to be somewhere like at a store alone by myself because I really felt like I was like not able to handle that man. <laughs> and Honestly, if I wasn't able to like call the owner and the manager back and forth, I don't know what, like he wasn't taking me seriously or anything I said seriously. So uh, as like a young girl, that happens to me often, like still even to this day. So it was just, it was a really scary situation. And, um, but that wasn't actually like the straw that broke the camel's back. It was when he actually came back and called the owner of the custom t-shirt shop and told the owner that he was banned from every other custom t-shirt shop and he needed jerseys done but he actually was banned from every t every custom t-shirt shop in the greater tampa area in that he wanted to come back to us and uh the owner said okay and i had to work with him again after that point and that was when i actually quit because i thought that my manager made the right call in banning him from the store clearly because he was banned from every other custom t-shirt shop in the area. But the owner wanted his money so badly that he was just like, you know what? Like, yeah, you can come back. It's job security for her. So she won't be upset. But I was, I did not want to work with that man again. And I had to work with him twice before I found my, my next job. But yeah, that was a really, really crazy story from a custom t-shirt shop. I have a ton like it. So if you guys want a part two to um, these stories and you want to hear more about uh, my experience working at the custom t-shirt shop, that barely even scratches the surface. I could probably make three, four or five, six of these episodes. So if you enjoyed this episode, let me know if you're on Spotify. There's actually like a little spot where you can put questions or comments about the episode, how you felt about it, if you liked it. Um, and if you liked it, let me know. And if you didn't like it, also let me know so that I don't make another one and you guys don't want to hear these stories. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we do actually have a newly created subscription based thing now so if you guys don't think that four episodes a month of art wise weekly or like four or one episode a week is enough on wednesdays now if you subscribe it's three dollars a month um if you subscribe not only do you get access to every time a new one comes out but also you get access to the lifetime 
full of art-wise episodes. <laughs> so as of right now, at this moment, we already have one bonus episode out. And that bonus episode is about Lisa Frank, the artist Lisa Frank. So if you don't know who Lisa Frank is or you haven't heard of her, uh, I urge you to listen to that episode because it's super interesting. And if you are still not convinced to subscribe to the bonus episodes, we will have another bonus episode coming out tomorrow uh, about Leonardo da Vinci. So if you are interested in subscribing to the bonus episodes, like I said, it's $3 a month and you'll get access to them over time. So like as soon as you pay for tomorrow's episode, not only will you get tomorrow's episode, but you'll also get the Lisa Frank episode along with that as well. Uh, so like I said, the subscription-based episodes come out bi-weekly. So every other Wednesday, twice so that's two extra episodes a month that you'll get for three dollars which is like less than a cup of coffee so if you are a supporter of artwise i definitely urge you to take advantage of that opportunity because supporting artwise by subscribing to the bonus episodes allows me to keep making these free ones for everybody who can't afford to pay for the bonus episodes so and i love doing this so much and i want to keep doing it for as long as possible but uh it takes a lot of work uh especially now that there's video and a bunch of other perks and benefits so um if you're interested in other ways to support artwise please check us out on instagram at artwise podcast or you can also support us through the link in the episode description. Uh, it has all our support links. So every way that you can support ArtWise, you can donate to us on Contribute To. You can subscribe to us to gain access to the bonus episodes here on Spotify. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to finally be releasing episodes for season three. I, again, I've been working on these for three months and tirelessly at that so I absolutely cannot wait to show you guys what I've been working on I am like beyond excited and I I just can't wait to share it with you guys uh so again thank you guys so much for listening and if I don't see you for tomorrow's bonus episode then I will see you guys all again next Tuesday bye everyone